0: What's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening to the show this week it is episode 96 and we are talking the legend of zelda oracle of seasons and oracle of ages uh this one's rolling Two Oracle games in one episode. They're kind of a tag team. They're kind of joined at the hip. I don't know if you, how much you could talk about one without the other. So we'll be covering both of them today. You can never get enough Zelda. I know how much of you just absolutely adore that series. So does my guest this week, former... Remember the game Hall of Famer, Martholomew McHugh. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. You guys know I'm going to stroke my ego and blab before we get talking about Zelda. So uh, if you're not interested in that, look at the accomplishments. You'll see the timestamp, blah, 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 blah. You guys know how it works at the 96 of these. Uh, First off, congratulations to the Super Nintendo Classic, Super Castlevania 4, which won this month's uh, Patreon poll, beating out Medieval, which was its runner-up. I might try to cover both in the next couple months because a lot of you seem to really be interested in Medieval as well um speaking of that you guys I got to talk about the patreon for just 30 seconds as you know we had to get rid of our patreon prize draws it's against the rules we're not allowed to do it anymore but I still have a nintendo switch light to give away I've been posting pictures of it for episode 100 the draw will be open to all of our listeners not just our patreons details will be available uh beginning on next week's episode as we lead up to episode 100 on June 10th uh that said i do still ask you please consider our patreon if you're enjoying the show it's only two bucks a month and you're going to get to vote for the games that we cover which is why we're going to be talking about super castlevania 4 you get access to our second weekly show uh remember the game expansion pass and i'll give you a shout out on our show every month just like i'm going to be doing for the following people right now thank you so much to Dave McGee, the cooler of the two Dave names. Doug Dorn. I've decided that sounds like a porno name. I like it even better now. Dustin L, which does not sound like a porno name. Evan Refuse, who just left the nicest comment on our Patreon page saying that this is like the most wholesome place on the internet. And that's really nice because the fucking internet is just a giant cesspool of crap and I fucking hate it, so... Uh, well, I don't hate most. I hate most of it. I don't hate our little group. So thanks, Evan, to uh, Fake McHugh. You know exactly who you are. To Gary C, who has also left me some nice comments lately. James Clark. Also, less a nice you like the most boring name. I can't come up with I can't come up with a funny thing to say about your name, James. I'm sorry. Jason Adams, which is an awesome last name. Jeffrey Mathis, longtime supporter of the show. Another longtime supporter and former prize winner, Joe Buck. Joe Gillespie, thank you so much. John Taylor, thank you for backing the show for as long as you have. And welcome aboard, Josh Morgan. If you want to shout out, just like all those people got, you can sign up. Patreon.com slash remember the game only two dollars um and i think this week's expansion pass is going to be about gamestop and eb games i've been wanting to talk about them for a while i'm going to lay into what i like what i don't like uh to be honest with you guys i don't really really told much any people this but like years and years ago when i first got my first warehouse job and i hated it i thought about opening a game store it was something i really wanted to do because i've always been so passionate about games um so i thought i'd share some of my ideas Uh, for what I think they could do to try to fix the mess that they're in right now. I'm not a business analyst. I'm not a businessman. Just something that I thought about. So I think I'm going to talk about that on this Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass. So there's your Patreon plug. I won't talk about it anymore. Um, Also... Thanks to everybody that popped by my Twitch stream the other night. Uh, I tried streaming on Twitch for the first time. I did not know you could stream right from your Xbox One or PlayStation 4. I know. I'm old. Please throw your tomatoes at me now. I had no idea that it was that easy because I can't do it with my classic consoles upstairs. Our Wi-Fi sucks and my laptop up here also sucks but downstairs next to the modem with my xbox it's a piece of cake so um i don't know if i'm gonna do it that often i don't know if it's for me entertaining to to stream and do it in an entertaining fashion is an art uh i'll be honest like just like as being a comedian it's not easy to get up in front of people and be entertaining it's fucking hard and trying to do it while you're trying to keep track of the comments while you're trying to play the game and not completely suck and talk comfortably about the game Shout out to everyone out there that Twitch streams and does it even remotely entertainingly because that's fucking hard. So I might try it a little more just when I feel like venting. I don't know if it's, you know, we'll see. uh It's like the Let's Plays, you know, I know some people enjoy them. I just, I suck and I just want to play my game, you know. But so I may show up there. He can follow us. It's twitch.tv slash member the game, just like our Twitter and Instagram. I'm over there once in a while and that's the thing. Uh, that's my, that's my self-indulgent plugs. Let us get into the news. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Microsoft had their first inside Xbox digital presentation last week. They're going to be doing a bunch of them monthly leading up to the launch of the Xbox series X and people were really fucking mad about it. Uh, really mad. And I'm like really mad, at least as far as Reddit, fuck Reddit such as, I don't know why I even go to that shitty place, but people were not pleased with that, uh, showing and I'm torn on it. Um, because on one hand, I think that people just have to complain online, particularly on Reddit. I think that's just, if you're not complaining uh, so much a month, you get kicked off the internet. So I think some people just whine for the sake of whining. Um, but on the other hand, and I had not paid a lot of attention to this going into the inside Xbox presentation, sounds like Microsoft promised gameplay and exclusives and stuff. And this was mostly just trailers that weren't gameplay and weren't even all exclusive to Xbox. Uh, so, I mean, I guess some people to a limited extent can be upset about that. But that said, like I enjoyed it and listen, it was the first event they're going to hold and it was free. It was completely free. Okay. So like, just fucking relax. There's, you lost nothing by watching this present, like nothing by watching this presentation. And frankly, I thought all the games looked rad. I thought they all looked fun. I would like to play all of those. I just don't understand the negativity. Like, they have months to give you guys Halo Infinite and the new Gears games and and the potential fable that's coming and the exclusives and gameplay and stuff like that. Like, it didn't cost you any money. Fucking relax you know like it would have been different if it had like if to watch that presentation it would have had to if it was like a put down a non-refundable deposit on an xbox series x then we'll show you the video then that'd be different then you've got a right to be pissed off because it cost you money but that was just a free video you know what we did when we were kids and i don't know why i'm ranting about this on the podcast because most of you people listening are the same age as me and you're in the same boat as me you were one of these kids but when we were kids you know how we got information on the upcoming video game systems magazines we had still photos in magazines and we were grateful for those photos and we were grateful for whatever news we could get we didn't get digital presentations streamed to our fucking ipad that we could watch while we sit there waiting for our mom to make us bacon and pancakes i just feel like i don't know it's just a generational thing but i i don't know we used to i remember the nintendo 64 launch i remember looking at images of the ultra 64 and Uh, and the PlayStation with Final Fantasy 7 and stuff. And I remember looking at them in, like, game pros and shit, and it was, like, the coolest thing. And now people get these 20-minute cutting-edge presentations, and they're like, ah, that wasn't even 60 frame per second gameplay from the Xbox Series X. Fuck you. I'm excited. Bring on the next one. Bring on the next one. Let's keep it going. Speaking of next one and next gen, PlayStation uh, is rolling out PlayStation Studios with the PlayStation 5. And the games that are developed for the PS5, I I assume like the exclusives and stuff that are being developed and published by Sony or whatever are going to be released under that header now. Um, And I don't know how how much people necessarily care about what developer a game is released under. Like I very rarely even know the developer of a game or who's publishing it or whatever. Um, I don't even know if those are the right terms for this, but I do think it's a smart way to market the characters and the exclusive games and stuff that they have. Like if you go to like, go anywhere, you can watch the trailer. It's only like 15 seconds long. And I really thought it was rad because one of the biggest strengths that I've talked about on here for weeks that Sony has is their insane exclusive lineup, right? And this little video in like 15 seconds features the last of us uncharted horizon, little big planet ratchet and clank and God of war. And it's like, dude, in that 15 seconds, it's just like, hey, by the way, we have all these. And I think that's a really smart way to show off the games you can get on the PlayStation in a really quick, precise way. Xbox doesn't have the characters to do that right now. So I think that's a really smart move by PlayStation. Just a way for them to show off the games that they have coming. I have no problem with that at all. I think it's a smart move. And uh, speaking of smart moves, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are going to be remastered and, re- and released in September. What? Like I here's so here's what happened. Okay, today I did my show notes this morning with my coffee around nine o'clock. And then I took my dog for a walk, and uh, when I got back from our walk, which was like half an hour, and when, she just looked at me because she heard that word. But when we got back, uh, the internet was blowing up, and apparently they had released news that they're releasing Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two again. And I was like, "What? I'm fucking glad I waited till this afternoon to record this cuz how the hell do you not talk about this? Like it and to me it makes complete sense to release this news right now in May before summer when all the big gaming conferences and stuff drop. Get out in front of it because because like I know E3 and stuff is canceled, but like EA's got a big conference coming up this year. I guarantee you Nintendo's going to do something. We're going to have the Sony and Xbox presentations about their new systems. Ubisoft has just announced the presentation that they're going to be doing. Like the summer is going to be full of gaming news. And I think that if you had waited and announced these tony hawk re-releases this summer they might have got lost in the shuffle a little bit with all the excitement of the new systems and all the new games and stuff just drop it right now they already have pre-orders up and available don't pre-order for the record i just that's my stance just wait they'll be there you'll be able to get a copy i promise um but I think it's fucking awesome. Like it's going to sell a lot of copies if they're good. I mean, I, I'm going to wait and see, I want to see how much they cost and I want to see the reviews, but they're saying that like the whole game is there. Plus a little bit of new extra stuff, just clean up with better graphics. And like, I fucking love those games and I know I'm not the only one. I guarantee you more people listening to this podcast grew up loving those games than didn't. We actually covered Tony Hawk pro skater 2 back on episode 21. If you're newer to the show, go back and listen to that episode. It's just not on YouTube because we got flagged for using music. Um, But yeah, it's gonna sell a lot of copies. I'm excited. It's a fucking cool announcement, man. Just came completely out of nowhere. And apparently they released it from Tony Hawk or like the Tony Hawk company or something, like texting people. That's how it got announced. That's the craziest shit. I love it. I fucking oh man. Like there's been so many bad skateboarding games since the glory years of Tony Hawk. And it's like, yes, fucking right. Just go back to the ones that weren't broken and give them to us again. God, I wish they could do that with old wrestling games. Right, but the roster is so much bigger than the skateboarding game, where you got to get like a dozen skateboarders to say yes. You can't like there's half of the, like it's sad, but a bunch of the wrestlers in those old games are passed away, and I don't know if you can even get their likenesses now. But ah, oh, that'd be awesome. But I'm excited, and you know what? I've seen a couple people complaining because it's the internet; they got to complain. I've seen a couple people complaining that there's too many remakes and too many re-releases now, and not enough original games coming out. And uh, and you're wrong. If you feel like that, you're wrong. Like, listen, listen. there is a lot of remakes and stuff like that. But look online. There are so many games right now. And it just, and it's all the time. Every week, there's another dozen, 15 games between the big games, the little games, the medium games, indie games, re-releases, vintage systems and vintage games on uh, just so many games. You can log online with your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Switch, your PC, whatever, and just fucking your phone and just buy thousands of games So what if they're re-releasing them? And they make sense, you guys. Good re-releases fucking sell. They just do. The Crash Bandicoot ones did. The Spyro ones did. The Crash Team Racing one sold gangbusters. Look at the two Resident Evil remakes. I know those are more... Final Fantasy 7, I know those are a little bit more in-depth remakes, but they sold like crazy. Link's Awakening remake sold like wild. So why not take one of the most popular, iconic, and best-selling games of all time in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and just clean it up, make it look good, and drop it and sell it all over again? I think that makes complete sense. Uh, I mean... If the quality is there, I'd be tempted to pay full price to play those again because those games are so much fun. So I have no problem with re-releases. I fucking love it. I hope we get more of them. I hope we get some Mario re-releases soon as has been rumored forever. Just fucking keep them coming, man. Fuck yeah, let's go. People just want to play these old games. Uh, what are we at? We're at what? 12 minutes, 12 and a half plus music. Yeah, that's good enough. Let's do the, let's do my self indulgent. What am I playing segment? And then we'll get into talking the Zelda games. Uh, what have I been playing over the last seven days? You probably haven't been asking yourself. Uh, I finished Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR, um we'll have an episode coming up on it in a couple weeks because it won last month's patreon poll it's pretty rad it was pretty rad um uh, learning curve but i'll get into that just wasn't took me a long time to figure out the mechanics and stuff but i really enjoyed it i'll probably play the sequel eventually uh because i enjoyed it enough um pretty rad game so that's coming up i also finished halo 3 on the master chief collection the campaign so fucking good man like just I've never... I don't think I finished Halo 4. I've never played Halo 5. But that original trilogy, Halo, Halo 2, and Halo 3, are just... so. Oh, what a phenomenal trilogy, man. They are so much fun. And I'm telling you, if you've got an Xbox, fucking play those three games. Just play them. They're on the Master Chief Collection. They're everywhere. If you've got a PC, I think Halo 2 is out now or it'll be coming out right away. And the original, the original Halo is kind of meh, but 2 and 3 are fucking sick. I would rank those campaigns 2, 3, 1. Um... Maybe Halo 2 will be making an appearance on the podcast in a few weeks. Uh, So I finished that. Uh, I've been playing the Golf Club 2019 because it's free for a week on Xbox. And like... I'm not going to waste too much time talking about golf games on here because I know that it's got a loyal fan base and I'm one of them, but I also know most of you probably don't fucking care, but I love video golf more than any video game sport and I am adoring Golf Club 2019 and the PGA 2K21 is coming out next. There's news coming out in like three days or something. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I wanted a good golf game on my system since the old Tiger Woods and this is it and I fucking love it. So I've been playing that and then finally I started playing Final Fantasy 15. Um, it takes a lot of shit online. A lot of people seem to not like it, but I'm about four or five hours in and I'm digging it so far. I'm digging everything about it thus far. We'll see how it ends. But uh, I'm, I I intend to play through it. It's on Game Pass. It's pretty good. I wanted to play it for quite a while. Uh, they announced that all the game, pretty well all the Final Fantasy games from 7 through to 15 are coming to Game Pass with the exception of the online ones, uh, which I don't know what they're doing with. But like I've only ever finished 4, 6, 7, and 9. I have five on my PlayStation Classic hacked that I'll play eventually. Um and 8, 10, 10, 2, 12, the 13s, and 15 are all on or coming to Game Pass. And I'm going to try to play them all. I, I want I like Final Fantasy, and I just never finish them. I got time now. I want to finish the Final Fantasies, so they're good games. 4, 6, 7, and 9 are all great. 10, I played most of, and it was... Nah. We'll get into that when we eventually cover Final Fantasy X. Uh, good enough. That's enough rambling. Let's talk about Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages, episode 96 of the podcast. Like I mentioned 15 minutes ago, we decided to cover them both in one episode because they are just so attached to each other. If you don't know why, uh, well, we'll get into that in just a minute and explain why. Our resident Zelda nerd and former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh is here. He is excited. I'm excited. Hopefully you're excited. Let's talk about one of the most overlooked, frankly, Zelda games that there is. And they are. And that's a really sad thing. I'm going to cue some music. And we are going to talk about The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages, which both released in North America way back on May 14th, 2001. Kick back, relax, wash your hands, and let's talk some Zelda, you guys. Here we go. So joining me via satellite is former Hall of Famer, uh, Bartholomew McHugh. The first, what's going on, buddy? How's quarantine?
1: Oh, you know, it's uh, it is what it is, yeah, playing a lot of video games. It's pretty great, dude. It's, it's... pretty great, actually. Yeah, it's really... I know really like people dying isn't okay, but like I'm really liking the amount of games that we're like required to get in now.
0: It's been like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, like, when I like. <laughs> Like when life goes back to normal, which is obviously a great thing because everyone's healthy, but I'm like, what am I going to do when I don't have time to play like 12 hours of video games a day anymore?
1: That's it's going to feel like the last day of summer, I think. When yeah. they're just like, all right, everyone back to work tomorrow. I'll be like, ah, I had all this stuff I needed to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. Dude, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone on the road for comedy and been like, fuck, I'd love to just stay home this weekend and just hibernate and drink whiskey and play video games. And now it's like, hey, for the next three months, Just hibernate and drink whiskey and play video games.
1: You know all those road trips you had planned? Yeah, those are gone. You're staying home. I'm like, all right. Yeah, could be worse.
0: That said, I hope everybody, like, I mean, hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this, it's over. I don't think that's going to be the case, but hopefully it's over. If not, I hope everyone's staying safe and washing your hands. And clean your controllers. If you fucking share your controllers with kids, clean your controllers, because those little Petri dishes fucking are disgusting. that's the thing
1: that I'm doing now that I've, like, never really paid that close attention to before in my life. Or, like, yeah, like I don't, like, let my controllers get disgusting. But at the same time, now I'm like, okay, I really need to get into the edges of some of these controllers. Yeah.
0: Well, I've, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because I don't share mine with any – nobody else touches mine. My girlfriend won't touch them. But I take the Switch into the bathroom occasionally, so now that one's got to be cleaned pretty well. Right. I should have been cleaning it already, but I don't know. I'm a pig, so. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of video games that you could – there's our segue. Speaking of video games that you could play in the bathroom – that is a fucking that is a radio dj quality segue uh <laughs> you used to do that right that's a radio quality segue that's pretty good
1: coming up in seven minutes a game you can play on the toilet <laughs> yeah is
0: is yeah I, all right that's better than the joke i was gonna make so i'll just shut up uh we were talking the legend of Zelda, the, the legend of Zelda, the legend of zelda Oracle of Seasons, and more than likely by default, Oracle of Ages. We we were talking about this right before we, we came on the recording here. Originally, the it's, plan was Oracle of Seasons. Uh, it's
1: really hard to talk about one without talking about the
0: other. Yeah, So, and I don't know if there's a... I mean, there probably is enough meat on the bone for each of them to have their own episodes, but the simple bottom line is that as the host of the show, I haven't played Oracle of Ages and uh, I don't have a 3DS or a Game Boy or any real way to play it because Nintendo doesn't do that. Uh, although, that said, I was thinking about this today. And I, you and I might have talked about this during the Link's Awakening episode, but, like, where the fuck is our remake of these? Like, I
1: think this is what's coming next. Oh, it's that'd be like, so sick. Because I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, these games, this is, like, the first Zelda... These were the first Zelda games that were actually not made by Nintendo. Okay, so these were made by Capcom. Good- but if you play them... They're just, they're basically just Link's Awakening graphic.
0: Yeah, they, oh dude, it looks exactly
1: like Link's Awakening.
0: And like, listen, and Link's Awakening, both the remake and the original version, uh, is the tits. Um, it's so good. It's fucking, if you want to hear it, I think back in like the teen episodes, actually Mark and I talked about Link's Awakening, the original We've
1: actually talked about it a few times because we did an episode about it. And then we did an episode, like an extra episode about the remake.
0: Yes, we did. That's right. So yeah, go back yeah. and listen to those. Uh, this one looks just like that original one. Same engine, that weird BA mechanic where you fucking, you have to assign your sword to a, a button and then you can unequip it and stuff like that. The, it's, the bo- I would I would go as far as to say the cumbersome inventory management that they really just had no choice with when you only had two buttons to play with on the original Game Boy.
1: Yeah, it was so. like, it was annoying, but what were they supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know
0: how else you could have got, like, with no triggers, no anything, I don't know how else you get around it. But I honestly, dude, until I did my homework uh, the, today for this podcast, I did not know that these games were made by Capcom. Uh, really? The, no, I did not. And the thing is, is, like, I don't pay that much attention to the developers outside of, like, the big ones, obviously, like, Nintendo and and Naughty Dog and, and some of those, like, Square, like, some of the really big games uh, developers, I don't really pay that much attention to who makes games, but I'm a Capcom guy. Like Mega Man is one of my favorite franchises of all time. The Resident Evil games are fucking rat. Like Capcom's got a pretty good rep. Like,
1: well, like after these games, these were pretty good games, but after this, they went on to make another Zelda game called The Minish Cap, which is one of the better, like one of the best handheld Zelda games. I never played that one,
0: but Capcom made that too, really.
1: Yeah, how in yeah, the fuck? I was definitely. If f- you have a way to play it, definitely
0: do it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not on Switch yet. I'm sure it will be eventually. How
1: the fuck eventually,
0: yeah. does Capcom, who have all these big franchises of their own that they could be working on, how do they get Zelda? Like, I, I like I would love to... i got to have to do some homework into that, like, unless you know. Like, does Nintendo go to Capcom and they're like, hey, listen, we're busy. You guys have a decent track what record. Do you want to make these? What
1: happened was Nintendo went to Capcom and they're like, we want you to remake the original Zelda game. We oh. want you to make remake Zelda 1 for the Game Boy Color. And then they started doing it, and then they, they ran into some issues. And they're like, well, what if we made brand new games? And what originally these games were supposed to be is this was supposed to be a trilogy of games that you could play in any order.
0: Like, so you'd buy, and, like, but would you, like, okay, I guess it's hypothetical, but like, would you have had to buy, like, you have to buy both these games separately? You do, yes, and that's
1: like, and like the lucky thing is they are pretty good self-contained games by themselves. Agreed. But when you play them together, then like, like once you beat one, you get a code, and it's like, oh, and then like plot stuff is changed in the next game, and you can play them in either order. Like you don't have to play one and then the other. So, but then like plot stuff, and then like you get the fight. You get to fight Ganon if you beat both of the games.
0: Oh. so then did you know what the plan was for the third one like would it have been the like finale
1: to these well i don't know what the idea was like i know that it was supposed to be called the triforce trilogy and so if you look at oracle of ages it's very much puzzle based so that was supposed to be like the so, there the thought there is that was supposed to be representing the Triforce of Wisdom. Oh. And if you look at Oracle of Seasons, there's so it's very combat based, right? A lot of like there's still puzzles, there's still, but a lot of it, a lot of the dungeons are very focused on combat, right? So, it was going to be the Triforce of Power. So, I don't know what the third one was supposed Fuck. to be.
0: What a cool idea. I never knew that. That's a really cool idea. Like if it had been like a yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, cuz like I never played Ages, but yeah, Seasons like w- yeah, like I when I was reading reviews of Ages and stuff in like preparation for this, uh like you said, yeah, like Ages was very puzzly, as Seasons was more classic hack and slash like like that combat style of Zelda. Um Yeah. Now, now if I'm not mistaken, Ages did that Classic Zelda thing where they had like a it was it? Well, am I and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, was it like a light world and a dark world, or like a past and a present, or something like that? It was like, a
1: past and present. It was like a past and present. It was, it, uh they used they used time travel as a mechanic, but they used it more than it was in like Ocarina. Like if you remember Ocarina, the only times you ever had to like go back to like the past and present were like the well and like the spirit temple, right? But in this one, there was a like you'd have to change like mid dungeon. You'd have to like okay, now I have to go to the past because like this is flooded here, but in the past it wasn't.
0: Oh, okay. So like, cause like Link to the Past kind of did that with the Light World and the Dark World. Oh, geez, yeah. Say it? But if, a lot
1: of stuff like that.
0: Okay, I oh, fuck. I love that game. Uh, it's still the best Zelda game. I don't care. But uh, okay. So it goes like so. That's it's like God. Every Zelda, it feels like every Zelda game does that, doesn't it? Like it's just hey, let's just kind of. I don't want to to say artificially. I don't think that's doing it justice because they never do it cheaply. It's always creative and it's always kind of intuitive. But like they kind of double their game size just by adding a second world. Whether you're traveling from the future to the past or whether you're traveling dark world to light world. Like so many Zelda games do that. Like not all of them, but so many of them do. Uh, a
1: lot of them do or a lot of them like if you think about like Twilight Princess had like a version of the world that was distorted and then you would get rid of it and then it would be all good again right and like i think like they say it was still the same world just altered separately okay
0: and then oracle see and I, what's crazy about that to me is like because again i ever played ages but like seasons they have four worlds um which i thought like i really so i got it for free on my 3ds I don't remember how it was like a birthday gift or something from Nintendo, and it was like this is like a four dollar game, but I got it for free on my 3ds. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. That's fine, and I fell in love with it. I thought it was so good, and like I loved the four season mechanic. Like, and I've played lots yeah, of Zelda games. Very, What's yeah, that? Yeah,
1: these are really like these are not like they're not like top ten of all time Zelda games, but they're like really solid games.
0: Yeah, they are. They're really like. I mean, I think I think there's obviously going to be a fan of every entry in every franchise. Uh, except yeah no i'm not gonna because like if i go mario 64 i'm just gonna get more fucking i get so much hate mail from people about mario 64 so i'm not gonna shit on that game again yeah well because i make fun of it everyone's like you shut up that game's part of my childhood and i'm just like well you should have gone outside because that game sucked but anyway uh i'm not gonna do that Uh, (laughs) here they come i'm gonna get a bunch of angry tweets now and emails and shit like that but anyway uh what, what was i gonna say is uh Oh, yeah, I think most people would agree that Link's Awakening was, like, when people think of Game Boy Zelda, you think of Link's Awakening. Like, that is the definitive. Um, and, like, for my money, Link's Awakening is still a top five Zelda game. Like, I fucking really like that game a lot. But, like, dude, I'm telling you right now. Like, I, I my playthrough of Oracle of Seasons, I was like, this is literally a fraction less better. <laughs> oh, that's the worst English. A fraction, think- a fraction less quality than uh, Link's Awakening. I know what you mean. Yeah, like I really, really enjoyed it, and I thought that four seasons mechanic was going to be a pain in the ass, uh, but it was really rad. And the way they tie all four seasons in, and you can go to screens, and it like from winter to summer to spring to fall, the screens change. It is it's that light world dark world thing, but four times over. And they found a way to make each of the four seasons look different with like minimal color on the Game Boy color and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because
1: this was made for I think. This was made for the
0: Game Boy Color, yeah? Yeah, I'm 90%. I I only played it on my 3DS, but I want to I have to assume this was a Game Boy Color game. Yeah. Uh, but it was really like in intuit- like it wasn't just a cheap hacky mechanic to get you through. Like it was really good. Like Capcom fucking <laughs> Like Capcom made a Nintendo game that is that is practically as good as a Nintendo game. Like Well,
1: like you look at like Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was the very first, uh, very first Zelda handheld. Yeah. And like when that came out, people were astounded that, like, it was, you remember, the Game Boy was made for Tetris. Yeah, it was made to play games like that. So yeah. when something like Zelda, like a Zelda game, came out on the Game Boy, people were like, "What the fuck? Yeah. You can I- do this?" So Capcom for these games really took that core concept and expanded it a little bit especially with like the trans like the codes transferring over
0: yeah but like well you know what though like and this certainly isn't any disrespect to capcom because they did a fucking good job on these games but like i never thought of that they didn't develop that engine like nintendo and the powers that be made like that engine was already waiting for them and so that does take Like that does take a lot of the pressure off of them. Like I'm sitting here saying that Capcom made a Nintendo game as well as Nintendo could do it, but Nintendo did kind of hand them the the not necessarily even the blueprint, but like the tools, and they were just like here,
1: like this is how we did this. Yeah, the engine that this runs on.
0: Yeah, like people already know how to play these because everyone's played links awakening they know the graphics like the graphic people like the way the graphic you know what i mean like so yeah like that gave capcom a lot more time to just kind of work on their ideas and, and flush out their games but still like that's that's taking a little bit away but still like they made two great zelda games and everyone knows zelda is like obviously well, i know three
1: they made three great correct, Zelda games. correct correct after this they made their own one
0: that's right because like zelda is like one of the most revered franchises of all time. I know it's your go-to. I think
1: it's probably the most revered, unless you're talking Mario.
0: Yeah, probably. And you know what? I know there's a lot of people that put Zelda ahead of Mario. Like, I'm not one of them, but I know a lot of people do. Like, Zelda has just an absolute iconic franchise. And it seems insane today that Nintendo would go and give that... And I know they kind of have, like, people... Like, that Hyrule Warriors game was made and the cadence of Hyrule or whatever it was called, that crypto... That but dancing one.
1: Capcom is the, but there's not been another company that's made a mainline Zelda game except for Capcom.
0: No, and like, and that's crazy to me because like these are good games, and that makes me wonder. Like, I mean, Mar- Nintendo gave Mario to Ubisoft and let them make Mario Rabbids, and that's a really good game. Uh It's really fun, and like, it makes me wonder, like as they get busier and they've got this switch that they got to keep churning out these games for, like, I wonder if they start giving out a little bit, like give out a little more of their IP. They like, gave Donkey Kong to Rare, and look what they did with the Donkey Kong Country games. They gave Zelda to Capcom, well, like, and they had these.
1: But then they did give, who did they give Donkey Kong to next to do uh, Tropical Freeze? Uh,
0: I don't remember fucking who it is. I think the same company that did, uh, I think they did Donkey Kong Country Returns as well. I think.
1: I. Uh, but I, I'm trying to remember what they're called. Yeah. But they I like, yeah, they did. And they made an incredible game. Yeah.
0: Those games are fucking awesome. And like, Nintendo's got this IP that is just second to none in video games. And like stuff like this just makes me wonder why don't like, I mean, I get that. Like, I don't think one bad Mario game would sink Mario. Cause they already did one with Mario 64. And I don't think that one bad Zelda. <laughs> game. <laughs> and I don't think that one bad Zelda game sinks the franchise. Cause they've done that too. Like, but, like, Skyward it just surprises no, me.
1: No, I like Skyward Sword, but, like, there's problems with that one.
0: Yeah, it just surprises me that they don't give it out more. So, I guess we, like, okay, so to get back to Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, because I know that's what you people came here to, to listen to, it, like, I, as soon as I fired up Oracle of Seasons, again, for the first time, like, uh, I felt at home, because I know Link's Awakening so well. Uh, I love the graphic style of these games. Like, I, I just, like, the sprites, I think, like, they found a way that, like, The characters are all just the right size, where they don't take up too. Because that's one of the problems with Game Boy games. Some people make their games where, like, I feel like the sprites are too big and they take up too much screen, or they're too small, and it's hard to tell what's going on. And I feel like the graphical style of these games is immaculate. Like, I just you can tell what everything is. There's never any confusion. Uh, These games, like, I assume Ages looks as good as Seasons. They're, They're the same. They have to have been. They have to look almost exactly the same, right?
1: yeah they're the exact same engine
0: right so then and then like you said so like okay so dude i can't even i can barely remember this story but i know in oracle of seasons you meet this like you meet this girl who's the oracle of seasons and then she gets kidnapped by a tornado it's like a guy and then you have to yeah that's it onyx and then you've got to go visit a tree and then the tree tells you you have to go get eight somethings what are they do you remember
1: I don't remember what I don't remember what the MacGuffins were in this one, but I also know that the trees in the other one as well, and it's a more is. involved character. Of course he is.
0: Goddamn, fucking the classic. Like it is just like again, like Capcom deserves a bunch of credit, but it's like, oh yeah, we have a light world and a dark world, or four seasons, and oh yeah, well you have to go collect eight things, uh, like You know what I mean? Like just like there's a talking tree, and he's gonna tell you to go collect eight somethings, and then those eight somethings will unlock. You know what I mean? Like just classic. It's the classic formula. Uh, but if it's not broken don't fix it. Who cares? Um
1: Yeah, like that's and like pretty much every Zelda game has been a McGuffin quest.
0: Yeah. So now, okay, so like cuz I know like in like in the one that I played, like you go and get the eight things and then eventually you can get into Onyx's castle, you go in, you fight Onyx and then you rescue you rescue the uh, the Oracle of Seasons. And I assume yeah. that Oracle of Ages is similar. Do you have to go get eight things and then go rescue the Oracle again?
1: And if you beat one and then the other, then you get to fight Twin Rova, and then you fight Ganon.
0: Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. So, like, how are they? Like, are they tied in because, like, to both Oracles? They're tied
1: and, in. Like, it do, turns out that all of this, everything that's happened on both islands, was the uh, was the work of Twin Rova, who's trying to resurrect Ganon. Oh, and
0: so they so they so tie Ganon in then? Yeah.
1: Yes. So they kidnap Princess Zelda. And and then, like, they try to take her life force, but you interrupt them, so you end up fighting a Ganon that's not fully revived. You fight, like, just a mindless, like, angry, like, not fully, like, alive yet Ganon.
0: Okay. So.
1: And so then, and then that's the end.
0: So then, like, because I'm trying to remember, but, like, when you play just one, because, yeah, I do remember beating seasons, and then it gave me the code. To go punch in to play Oracle... Like, when I go to play Oracle of Ages, they're, like, put in this password, and then you get, like, the save, continue, or whatever. Uh, Yeah, and then then there's
1: there's, like, a woman you come across, and you name her Baby, and then you run into, like, that same kid in, like, the next game, but, like, he's now a bit older.
0: Okay. But, like, they don't actually mention Ganon, really, in just one game. Do they like when I played Oracle of Seasons, I didn't think I thought it was like Link's Awakening where it really didn't have a lot to do with Ganon. I'm thinking I thought I just had to save this girl from Onyx.
1: I think that whatever the second game you play is, then like they kind of start hinting towards that throughout that game. Then
0: you find out that it's Ganon and everything again. So that's really good. Fuck. What a cool idea. Hey, like, I mean, obviously, it's it's, like it's (laughs) it's a little bit of a money grab. Like it's like we just talked about a Pokemon game on our previous episode you and I just recorded, and like how Pokemon always releases two games with every generation and is like, hey, if you want them all, you gotta buy both. And like I but like at the same time,
1: a bit of a money grab, but I would feel more cheated if they were the same game.
0: I was just gonna say that. Like you like the worlds aren't even the same, right? Like you said, it's two different islands altogether. Yeah. So like if you're basic it's basically two games. So you get two Zelda games, and if you play through both, then you get a little extra bonus thing where they go together. It's like that's not exactly. ne- that's not nearly as big a ripoff as it sounds when you first say, like, oh, hey, we released two games. And you're like, you got to buy two games? Well, you don't have to. I only ever played Oracle of Seasons and walked away very happy. Like, I have good memories of playing that game.
1: Yeah, but the- like they're all... Mind self-contained games right they're just a little bit better when you play both
0: yeah that's fucking what a cool idea like it's i wonder like i wonder if when they were developing it if like the two like lead directors at capcom one of them was like i want to do something where he goes from the past to the future and the other one's like no that's been done let's make it all four seasons and they were like and then they were just like all right we'll take a vote and like if you if you agree with me, you come to this side of the room, and if you agree with him, you go to that side of the room. And then at the end like of the they vote,
1: they started the Capcom Civil War. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the vote, they had like two development teams standing on opposite ends of the boardroom table, and they're like, "Fine, fine." And they stormed off and made both games. And then the one <laughs> boss was like, "Okay, hey, listen, we got to sell both of these cuz I've paid you all to make of two games. I didn't realize you dumbasses weren't working together." So let's just package these fucking things. Like I I'm sure that's not how it happened, but like it's just interesting to me that they that they would make them so different like that, but at the, at the same time, like the same. What a fucking cool idea. How do they not remake these? How are these not been remade yet?
1: I don't know. I imagine it's gonna happen and I imagine it's the next thing that like is going to be released. That said, how pissed would you be if they did this with like another game now? Like if they came out with like another like like if they came out with two brand new Zelda games like this and they're like, hey, you have to buy both." And I'm like, "I have to spend 150 bucks on two games on the same day." Like yeah. most of us like or like we kind of like our games spaced out a little bit. But well, these games were both released same day.
0: Well, Fire Emblem did that with the the one the whatever the 3DS games were after Fire Emblem Awakening. Cause that, that was the first Fire Emblem game I played, and I loved it. Like I lot That was the first tactical RPG I ever played, and I got like such a hard on for that genre after that. And then when they released, I can't remember the name of it now, and it's it's fucking right on the tip of my tongue. It's driving me crazy. But they released like three, fucking full priced games on the 3DS, and like and I know they sold well, but people were like, "What the fuck? Like how? Did, like yeah, I don't. I can't imagine how that would work today. Like imagine if Breath of the Wild two, was like three games." Or fucking two games, and you had to choose.
1: Right. And like, Or imagine that they released every version of the Final Fantasy remake, like every piece of it all together, but they were all $80 games.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I guess they are fucking doing that, kind of, other than not doing it they together. They are, but they're, not, at least they're... but
1: they're spanking it out. <laughs> but, at least. Like, but is it not
0: even more fucked up that they're spreading it out and we're like, oh, well, that's okay. Like, as long as I don't have to, you know what I mean? It, like, it, like, even that irritates me. Because it's clearly, like, I don't give a, like, this is not, we're not talking Final Fantasy 7, we're talking Legend of Zelda. But you cannot convince me that that game is so big that they, like, maybe, maybe I'll play it and then there'll be so much meat on the bone that I'll be like, ah, okay. But, like, fuck off that Final Fantasy 7 is too big to put in one game.
1: Kiss my ass. I'm really thinking that it's going to be, like, The Hobbit. Where, like, you remember when you went and saw The Hobbit and you're like, this isn't a movie. Like, especially that last Hobbit movie was, like, this is the end of a movie that they've stretched out for two hours and made me pay another 12 bucks to see. Right. Fuck this.
0: Yeah, and like, you're I right. I feel
1: like Final Fantasy is going to be a lot like that.
0: Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm a bitch, not, like, like, like the, I'm an idiot. I'll
1: buy it, but... That first game, it's just the first section of the game that they've stretched into its own game. Yeah, I
0: don't. The thing I'm most interested in in the reviews for that is how long this game is. Like, I want to know if it's a 30 or 40. If it's a 30 or 40 hour game and it's not all just fluff, then I'm like, okay. Like, I'm totally down with more backstory. I found the story to Final Fantasy VII confusing. Like, if they could put more meat on there, that's demo
1: is pretty
0: sick. Yeah, so... uh, So, so we get back to Legend of Zelda. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If they did remake these games and re-release them, because again, now the engine is there. Much like they use that engine from Link's Awakening to make Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, the remake. And I fucking love the Link's Awakening remake. Like I love it. I. It looks so gorgeous. I love the way it played. I. I if they if Nintendo came out tomorrow and was like I don't now I would not buy two copies. If they release them both, at your, they no, they would
1: have to be released on the same cart.
0: Yeah, if you release one cart, even if it was like, because I, I, I'm a, I'm one of those digital people, so I'm fine with it. But even if they released it, whereas like you could buy one and then the other one is a download. Or, I know some people get mad at that stuff, but like I'm not paying eighty dollars for Oracle of Ages and eighty dollars for Oracle of Seasons. Um, no, which is funny. Not
1: although that said, I paid eighty dollars for Link's Awakening, so yeah. I don't see why I have an issue with that. But like. You know what though?
0: Because I was—I literally was just going to say that I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I just paid full price for one Game Boy game originally." But, but the it's thing is, is like
1: the games are like connected, and I'm like, this needs to be released as a pack.
0: That's it. Like I would expect them as a pack, and like, yeah, you're probably like, if you had to bet, would you bet that they're coming in the next couple of years? Do you think it happens? Do you think that those two I games think, have a big enough following?
1: Uh, I think that. I think it's. I think it's been discussed at the very least. I think that, like, there's been, like, some preliminary work on it. Yeah, I think... I don't know if, like... I don't know if it's, like, coming anytime soon. Yeah. It might be, like... <laughs> looking you... at what they have coming over the next little bit, uh, if, like, the the leaks are to be believed, this year's gonna be all about Paper Mario. This year's gonna be all about Mario. Fucking right. But it's and also his birthday. Like, yes and then my guess is next year is going to be all about zelda yeah
0: it could be because through all time, listen like i fuck mark imagine because nintendo's not doing e3 now right e3 shut down but let's say nintendo comes out with a big presentation where they announce all these mario games and like oh yeah we also have some information about our other franchises and then anything legend of zelda shows up and it's not breath of the wild 2 you are going to have riots in the streets. People are going to be like, well, no, you're people not. Because no one's allowed
1: leave all- their house for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was just, I was just
0: going to say, you're not going to have riots in the streets because no one's allowed to go in the streets. But you'll have people yelling from their windows, like, no. Like, it, like you've got to get Breath of the Wild out, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 out before you worry about remastering Oracle Ages or Oracle of Seasons. Um, unless they come out and say, like, hey, we gave to Capcom. Because I think Capcom's came out and teased they're working on like five new games or something, and they haven't said what they are. I want to say it's Capcom. Some developers recently said that they're working on a bunch of games and no one knows what all of them are. And that'd be pretty a fucking crazy cool surprise if they were just like yeah by the way like Nintendo is working on Breath of the Wild too. Uh, but Capcom who made the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons is re-releasing Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. That'd be fucking so cool. And I would buy those two remade in the Link's Awakening graphics in a dual package for the full price in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, instantly. Yeah right. That would be like especially like if they had a way to like like obviously that you wouldn't have to they'd like, probably do away right. with like the password system. It would probably be like there'd be a way to connect the games within the game.
0: Yeah, you just jump into like you could probably just continue your save file and like pick the other game. Yeah. Um, I know like maybe we didn't go super in depth into the games themselves, but I mean like I don't know what else you guys want us to say. Like there's Zelda games, you fucking have to they're pretty good. There's yeah, they're Dungeon. good games. There's, there's puzzle solving, you gotta collect eight things and then save a girl. like really that's like it's it's the formula right like it it's just one of them it's you jump from season to season which i fucking like that that i love that season mechanic dude like it's like you you fucking go into an area where you make it winter because you get the wand of seasons i think it's called and then if you go into an area and make it winter all the water's frozen you make it summer and the water is like you can swim in the water and then you make it like fall and you can climb up trees that have grown or whatever like it's really i think that's a really it's not just a gimmick like it's a very clever way to basically quadruple the size of your map um and then likewise with ages it's a way to double the size of your map yeah so I fucking love it I, I really I want to play ages now fucking put them oh, on oh
1: definitely do
0: it put them on fucking ah uh, do you think it's more likely we get Game Boy slash Game Boy Advance games on the Switch or we get Nintendo 64 next
1: I think we're getting ga- I think we're getting Game Boy Advance games next I think so too which would be fucking maybe rad. Be Game Boy Wow, dude. Game
0: Boy. do you remember when they announced pokemon red blue and yellow for the virtual console on the 3ds people lost their fucking minds like can
1: you imagine that on the switch
0: no that'd be so rad if they gave us like the gold silver crystal like i had so many people asking me to review those on this podcast but i never fucking played them and they're not available anywhere now for me to play them so come on nintendo fucking fuck around you've got all these valuable games <laughs> just
1: fucking give them to us
0: <laughs> uh anyway um
1: give you more money please
0: yeah yeah i'll absolutely give you more money fuck
1: yeah uh
0: okay so i'm trying to think of a way to score these you have to collect eight things in a zelda game so on a scale of one to eight what would you give oracle of seasons and then by default it's tag team partner oracle of ages
1: i get i give the game seven yeah they're good games they're pretty standard they're, they're i really like the gimmick of like the connectivity. But, like, they're still, like, again, they're not, like, my favorite Zelda games by any stretch, but they're good.
0: Yeah, they are good. It's, I mean, particularly from an era where portability was more of a gimmick than it is now. Like, it's, now yeah. it's just the norm. But, like, back then, to be able to have a game this quality and this good on a portable console was fucking sick. Like, just mind-boggling. That's why Awakening is so loved, right? Because of that. Uh, yeah, exactly, I'd, yeah. yeah, I'd probably go, like, a, I'll go six just to be different, but it'd be, like, a six and a half somewhere in there. Those are good games uh I'm, yep. ta- I'm talked out pal i was we've been on the phone together for an hour and a half just fucking talking video games oh my god yeah this is more than you and i've ever talked in real life
1: i think so,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> um thanks for doing this buddy that was good and uh hey, thanks for having me thanks for listening everybody stay safe hopefully by the time you hear this you're outside somewhere probably not And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark McHugh, thank you so much for coming. No, I didn't come by. You called me. Thank you so much for calling and talking Legend of Zelda with me. I really appreciate it. And to every single one of you ladies and gentlemen and kids and whatever's that are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening to our show. I really, really appreciate it. If you uh, are enjoying it, please consider patreon.com slash Game. It's only two bucks. You get extra podcasts and a bunch of stuff. And tune in next week. I will be revealing details on how we are going to be giving away a Nintendo Switch Lite to one of our listeners. You don't have to pay to win. It is going to be open to everybody. I'm really excited to be able to do it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Remember The Game. We'll follow you back if you don't look like a complete spam account. And with all that said, I will talk to you again on Sunday when I break down GameStop, EB Games, and what I think they could do to try to not completely sink right away. And I'll be back on Wednesday with episode 97 of Remember The Game. Take it easy, you guys. Wash your hands, clean your controllers, look out for big hornets, and I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>